Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Hi, welcome. Uh, I've got the privilege to talk to you today about grace, about faith, about your works, and about a gift that is supposed to cause action within you. Uh, I'm so excited that we can share that with each other because I gained a lot of insights and I hope that the same will happen with you. So we start off with Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. So, the grace that we receive through Christ, allowing himself to be crucified, to be um, nailed to a cross, uh, and that through faith we receive this, and, and we need to see how, how that works, we need to understand how does that happen through faith? Um, and then it's got nothing to do with what we do, which messes with our minds because we want to do something um, to achieve something, to get something. And then to top it, top it all off, we get a gift, a gift from God. And this gift is supposed to change things within us. So, by grace, through faith, not our works, but it's a gift of God. So, in Ephesians 2 verse 10, we read, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins. The sentence starts with and. So there should be something before that if it starts with and. So let's have a look at what was before that. In Ephesians 1 verse 16, we read that Paul writes, uh, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So he's thankful for these people and he remembers them in his prayers. What does he pray for? Um, he prays that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and in the knowledge of him so that we can have wisdom we, he's revealed to us he's the father of glory he's the one that 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 gives glory its place that glory comes from uh, it is it's amazing thing that he prays for that 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 um, they will see this and this needs to happen by him giving them the spirit, the, the spirit of wisdom, uh, which I believe is the Holy Spirit that he's praying for, that these people should get. So he prays for the Holy Spirit, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened and opened up, that they can see what is happening here, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. So there's a hope that we're called towards, um, that we are... Uh, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. 
Um, it is, is such a richness in inheritance, and we're receiving all these things, and the Spirit opens up our, our eyes. And it's just, I can just feel how excited he got while he was praying for these people and giving thanks for these people. And, and then he continues, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power? Still something that we need to see that he's praying for, the immeasurable greatness of his power towards uh, us who believe according to the working of his great might. So we believe because of his great might, because of the work it does within us, um, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. So all of this has happened uh, and, and, and it results in Christ sitting in the place, resting in the place where he belongs. Far above the rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named. So we know that a name refers to your character. So Christ is far above anything and it's far above any character or name that can be given to anyone or anything. Uh, not only in this age, but always to come. So it doesn't depend on time. It's, it's the past, it's the future, future it's in all time. Um, and he put all things under his feet. So everything is under Christ's feet and gave him the head of all things to the church. Him as the head of all things to the church. So he's given Christ is given to us uh, as the church, who is, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So he fills everything. Everything in, in, in everywhere is completely filled by Christ. And we have the privilege to be his body. We have the privilege to be part of him, to be united with him. And um, then... It continues and because we've got all of these wonderful things these amazing things have been given to us and it says and and you were dead in the trespasses and sins we were dead there was there was nothing left we were dead completely so our tombstone is there we are dead we don't have Life. So when something doesn't have life and it's still doing something, it does it without even thinking or deciding. It's just going in, in, in its flow. It's just flowing with the river down. It's just doing something without even determining uh, anything at all. So we were dead in these trespasses and uh, we once walked in these following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the air. So we were following the devil. We were following him. We were just flowing behind him. And, and we were in the sin. And we had a spirit in us. Now, I find it interesting. Remember that Paul prayed that the, the spirit of wisdom, the Holy Spirit, would open their eyes uh, and make them see all this glorious stuff. 
Um, as soon as somebody speaks about a spirit, we all think they refer to the Holy Spirit. But here, significantly here, it is mentioned that there is a different spirit over here. And that different spirit is now at work, and it's at work in the sons of disobedience. The sons of disobedience. Now, if you are a son of something, then you get your identity from it. You, you belong to it. You, when somebody sees you, oh, you are who's son, then, then you are recognized as part of, as like to um, that other person. So when we were the sons of disobedience, that is our character. That is how we were recognized. That is who we were, the sons of disobedience. In verse 3 it continues, among whom we all once lived in the passions. So we lived once there, we lived there, and it was in the passions of um, our flesh. So in our flesh's passions and the desires that we had, we lived according to these desires and we were the children once again, getting our identity from, uh, uh, looking like, uh, being part of, um, we were the children of wrath. God's wrath was lying on us um, like the rest of mankind. So what is Paul saying here? We were dead. We were just doing these things. We were following the devil and we were not living. We were not made alive yet. It's through God. That we were made alive. We got the ability to live and to do um, good things um, going forward. Now this reminds me of uh, a text which I think just clarifies something. And, and we need to kind of ask ourselves, um, where does this put us? Because a lot of times we fall into this thing where we start to religiously often do things. And, and we think, oh, I'm okay because... I have done this, I've done that. And, and it, it's, it's important that we remember that it is through Christ, through His gift, through His grace. Um, remember, it's grace, through, by grace, through faith, and not our works. So let's look at the works that might be, the works that we depend on, uh, that might not be as dependable as we think they are. Christ says here, Matthew 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So the one that does the will. Um, and what is the will? Uh, is an important question to ask us. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And do not many do my, many mighty works in your name, and then I will declare. This is Christ saying, "I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Workers of lawlessness. They did all these great works, but they were not." workers of God's will. They were workers. They were sons and daughters of lawlessness, of disobedience, 
of the wrath of God. So, in Ephesians 2 verse 4, luckily it continues. If it stopped there, it would just be very <laughs> depressing. In Ephesians 2 verse 4, it says, but God, I love it when it says, but God, because I, I, I was in the Old Testament, New Testament, you read about things we do and we mess up and then it says, but God, and that is our, our saving grace, but God, I am not good enough, but God, rich, being rich in mercy, mercy is an amazing thing, uh, when you're rich in mercy, um, you you don't give people what they deserve. And this is so amazing. Being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, with which he loved us. He, so this great love that he has kept him on the cross while they nailed him. It's this great love for us that that allowed him to kind of go through all that punishment and, and allow us to be saved. This great love which we, with which he loved us. Ephesians 2 verse 5 says, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, um, he made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved. By grace. It's grace that we are saved by. Um, now, that part there uh, made us alive with Christ. Very often we miss the word with there. We miss that word because uh, we just read made alive together in Christ. Okay, so great, wonderful. But it's with Christ. How amazing to be alive with Christ. If I was just alive without Christ, it would mean nothing. It's with Christ, with our Lord, that we are alive. And that's amazing. That is such a blessing. Such an amazing blessing. Ephesians 2 verse 6 and 7 says, And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. This is so amazing. So that he, he does all of this so that he can do all of that great stuff. It, it, is, it is so amazing. And all of this is in Christ. In our Lord and Savior Christ. That is where all of this happens. It is so amazing to have that privilege. Now, let's talk about faith. What is faith? I suppose if you want to know what faith is, the best place to go to is probably um, in uh, Hebrews. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, we read, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So we are sure of the things we hope for. The conviction of things not seen. So we are convicted that there is a certain thing. Although we don't see it, we are sure it's there. It is definitely there. For by the people of old, by this the people of old received their commendation, which is a good report. They received their good report. Let's have a look at what the writer of Hebrews continues to say here. Um, he speaks about Abel, 
uh, and he says how Abel had faith and he, his offerings went to God. But Abel was murdered and he still speaks. But he was murdered. And then right there after he speaks about Enoch who never died. Um, so very often faith is connected with what happens to us. But it's not. Abel was murdered. His end was in murder. He was murdered. Enoch never died. So your end, how you're ending, how you're living, what is happening to you doesn't really um, connect with faith. But what does it connect with then? In Hebrews 11 verse 6 it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. Who is he? God. And it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. So you must believe he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So there is a reward. Um, do you see the reward always? Do, do you feel the reward always? That is the, the, the question, the tension that we live with here. Do I see the reward? Um, if, I, if I had faith in it, does it mean that I always have to see it? Um, is faith not the thing um, connected to what I don't see and, and, and what is not visible? Uh, if it was visible, did I, do I need faith? So this is a very intense and complicated question we need to answer. And the, and the writer in Hebrew answers it by giving some examples, I believe. He says, Noah built a ship while there was no rain. Um, Abraham moved to a promised land. He was living in tents, but he was hoping and trusting that God would build a city where he would lay the foundation himself. And yet, uh, Abraham's son and his grandchild both still lived in tents, and, and they never saw that. Sarah, who, who laughed when she heard the promise of her being um, bearing a child and, and them having so many children, she believed and then conceived. And, and then we read on, Therefore, from one man, who's Abraham, and him as good as dead, were born descendants, as many as the stars in heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seaside. These, and this is significant to hear, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. He said from afar, hi, how's it? And having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on this earth, they acknowledged that they don't come from here. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. What is that a homeland? If, if, if it was the place they came from, they could just go back. Uh, and that is what the, the writer of Hebrews says. If they had been thinking of the land they came from which they had gone out, they would have just had to return uh, to there. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Isn't it amazing that if you have the faith that God has got an eternal destination for you, that he is not ashamed to call himself your God, 
Isn't that an amazing thing to read? Then he continues. He says, Abraham was prepared to sacrifice Isaac. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. One was old and, and dying. So the, all of that shows death was not really a boundary or a stop or uh, they believed it continued after that. Jacob blessed Joseph's son and Joseph foretold of Exodus and said, hey guys, take my bones with you, man, um, when you leave this country. So it's amazing. Moses um, refused to take temporary uh, pleasure in the light of eternity. In Hebrews 11 verse 25 we read, um, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting, it was fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. He was looking to the reward. Are we as as God's people looking towards the reward as we live our daily lives. So, because of faith, Israel acted although the king threatened. They followed the Passover instructions, although it probably didn't make any sense. Uh, Israel crossed the, sea, uh, the Red Sea and uh, the Egyptians got all kind of um, crushed by the water. Uh, the walls of Jericho fell. Rahab the prostitute was saved. Uh, many other amazing things had happened um, that is, are mentioned. And then most of the preachers stop right here. This is where they stop because you see um, the next section is not really uh, child friendly. Uh, the next section talks about others who suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world is not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth, and all these um, are commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. They all did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us. So they didn't receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us. He wanted us to partake in this whole thing. Um, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. We still be, need to be made perfect as well. We need to be made perfect in, in Christ, in, in God. Um, and that is our destiny. That is where we uh, belong. So faith. What is faith? Faith is trust irrespective of the current um, experiences. It is, a, it is a trust on an everlasting life, on a greater life, on a future that is just so amazing. It is so, so amazing. So Ephesians 2 verse 8 carries on. Uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not um, your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. So we shouldn't be boasting about it. It's, it's a gift that we receive. For it is by grace 
than through faith that we um, got this amazing gift and not our works. It's not our works. It is God that did this. For we are His, so for we are His workmanship. He made us. He created us in Christ Jesus for good works. So in Christ Jesus for good works. And God prepared this beforehand, that we should walk in it. So He, God prepared it. So we're not even doing our good works out of our own strength. It's not us doing these good works. It is God that prepared it, that we should walk in them. God prepared these good works, that we should walk in these good works and, and be blessed by being able to follow Him. So, God gave us this gift so we can open it and trust in His grace to help us live in a way He predestined for us, which is pleasing to Him. Let's open the gift and honor the giver by living from its content. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you will open our eyes, that you will show us the grace that you have given us through Christ on the cross. Lord, that you will prepare us to focus on the future, to focus on the hope, to never lose hope, or for that which is unseen, for the future that waits for us. I pray that you will help us not to focus on our good deeds, but to realize that even our good deeds, you have predestined and you made them possible, and we glorify you. Help us to open up this gift that you've given us, and that this gift changes us and moves us towards behaving in a way that is pleasing to you, that you will be happy to call us your children and to be our God. Amen. This is Rico Vecca, and I am also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.